Hey, welcome everybody to our midweek uh, prophecy update. And folks, we have exciting things to talk about. Man, uh, you must admit we live in a very exciting world. And uh, we're going to be going here in just a second because I really think there's some things that we need to know, we need to be paying attention to. Things are happening. Things are moving extremely fast. And we need to be wise right now. We need to be well prepared. We need to be thinking through the processes and everything that's happening, of course, putting them into the context of the Bible. Uh, we're going to go there in just a second, but two, two things I want to bring to your attention. On Monday, my live Monday at 2 o'clock, I am going to have an interview with Monkey. He's going to be joining me uh, through uh, technology from Dallas, Texas, and uh, I will be here in my studio, 2 o'clock live. It's going to be fantastic. And then also this Sunday night at 4 p.m. on the West Coast, uh, West Coast time, I'm going to have live. We're going to be looking at uh, what is coming. There'll be a prophecy update. Again, I hope that you can join me. We're going to pick up right where we left off from last Sunday night. Uh, folks, we live in exciting times. Okay, let me put this all into context for where we're going. I quoted this last week. I'm going to quote it again. Revelation chapter 17, verse 17, where uh, John gives us the understanding of how the last days are going to work. There's going to be this mystery Babylon, this harlot religious system. And then out of it, or during that same time, you have this religious system that's going to rise up. And then you also have this global system with 10 kings or 10 rulers that are ruling this global system. And then they're going to give their power and authority to the Antichrist. And then what happens is after this religious system is propped up, is used by the globalists to be able to achieve their power. And once they achieve their power, they create their kingdom, they get their antichrist in, and they have achieved everything with it with humanity. They've been, they've, uh, been able to get humanity to submit to this global religious system. Then what happens? These globalists, they do away with that religious system because there's only one that's going to be worshipped. It's going to be antichrist. So Antichrist sits in the temple, demands to be worshipped as God, because he's not going to allow any other gods to be worshipped. So they're going to do away with that global religious system that was used, which I happen to believe is earth worship. At least that's, it's going to be tied in with earth worship. That's the direction it's all going to go. Um, but nevertheless, then it tells us that Jesus Christ, uh, the Antichrist attempts to destroy Jesus. It doesn't work. He destroys uh, Antichrist. He destroys the false prophet and all those who reject him. So Revelation chapter 17 gives us that. What's also interesting in Revelation chapter 17, the Bible says that the 10 kings, the 10 global rulers, they have one mind. They're all thinking the same way. They're all going the same direction when they give their power and authority to Antichrist. Well, chapter 17, verse 17, God tells us this, for God has put it into their hearts to fulfill his purpose, to be of one mind and to give their kingdom to the beast until the words of God are fulfilled. That's fascinating. In other words, the Bible tells us, God himself says, I am going to put it into the hearts of these global leaders. They're all going to be having the same thought. They're all going to be in delusion. They're all going to be deceived. They're all going to have one mind, and I'm doing it for a purpose. They're then, I'm going to put it in their mind to appoint this person to be the leader of them. We know him as Antichrist or the beast, and God says, I have this for a purpose. Uh, my word is going to be fulfilled. 
and Jesus is going to destroy all of this wickedness. So when you look at everything that's going on right now, you wonder why everything seems to be going the same direction when, if you're just paying attention, if you have any discernment at all, you're going, wait a minute, something is wrong here. Then you put it into the context of the Bible and you go, aha. So let's just think through a couple of things. We're watching this resistance build right now against this global system that has been developing. LA Times reports that Kaiser Permanente, which is a huge health organization, Kaiser Permanente uh, workers vote to authorize a strike. We're watching doctors and nurses saying, something's wrong here. We're not going along with this system that is developing. Okay, it's not just Kaiser. Uh, you also have, we've been hearing about this over the last week, Southwest Airlines has had a massive problem uh, because of their strike. And we're hearing about coming from other airlines where employees are saying, no, we're not going along with all this stuff, that's, all these mandates that are being forced upon us. So we're watching this. Kaiser isn't spinning it that way, but I have some friends that are with Kaiser, doctors and nurses, they're saying that's exactly what's going on. They're not putting up with these mandates. So we have the health industry, we have the airline industry, we have the military. I don't know if you've heard about that, but there are literally hundreds of thousands of military troops that are saying, we ain't going along with it. We have police. 40% of the police force in Seattle is threatening to resign. They're saying, no, we're not putting up with it. Can you imagine that? So we're watching this. We have teachers that are saying, we're not putting up with this stuff. So you look at all of this. So there's this massive resistance that is building. Uh, David J. Harris notes this, and this is important uh, to note before we, before we move on with the rest of this. David J. Harris noted this. He said, this is from my dad who was a pilot about the current situation with Southwest. He writes this, I'm in the airline industry and yesterday 668 Southwest airline flights had canceled by the time I went to bed. They're estimating 1,000 to 1,400 will be canceled today. Uh, want to know why? They told their pilots and flight attendants they had until November to get the shot. So now they have to use all their banked vacation and personal time or lose it. And off-duty crew are not picking up uh, trips to cover Jacksonville, uh, etc. Okay, let me move on from there. Then it says this, there's no weather. Southwest... I asked uh, re regarding, he says, I asked one of the pilots about it uh, regarding Southwest, and the answer got, uh, he goes, I'm paraphrasing, 80% of our pilots are ex-military. We see the tyranny that's happening. They're coming for essential workers first, nurses, doctors, firefighters, police, military, teachers, transportation workers, and they're coming to the rest of America next. We're not doing it for us. We're doing it for America. We swore to defend the Constitution against all of our enemies. So you look at this. You, we, we're watching a resistance build. We're watching this with these people who are military are saying, no, we know what's really going on. This is a movement of tyranny. And we see the censorship that takes place. All these different things are taking place. Here, let's move on from here. Again, God says, Revelation chapter 17, these things are coming about with these world leaders, with these people who are making decisions, here's why. Because I put it in their mind to do this. I put it in their mind to appoint a person called the beast or antichrist. Why? Because they're going to fulfill my word and my purpose and Jesus is coming and he's going to destroy them all because these people are evil. Okay, let's continue on from there. There's another report 
And I had this actually in a video I showed you guys a while back. And uh, it's uh, about Australia. And over in Australia, we got a lot of reports from people from Australia. Thank you for connecting with me in Australia and, and helping me to understand these things. But Australia has these uh, camps. Um, uh, they're called uh, a well camps, or it's in an area called well camp, maybe. I'm not real sure how that goes. I think it's in the Queensland area somewhere. Uh, but you're watching these things get built. According to ABC Australia, uh, one such 1,000-bed facility, uh, they're calling it quarantine facility, uh, at Well Camp Airport, there it is, outside Toowoomba, will be fully completed by the end of March of 2022. So I had this in a video I showed you. At this stage, the cabins will be used by domestic travelers during uh, returning from uh, COVID hotspots, states the report. However, it also makes it clear that the camp will be used for ongoing operations. It will be the source of employment for the local area. The camps uh, is split into different zones to accommodate singles, doubles, family rooms while being patrolled by police and security guards 24-7. This uh, person tweeted, this is crazy. Who will be made to stay in these camps? Um, it, it goes on and talks a little bit more about that, citing new strains of virus and people who have not had access to uh, getting the shot and so forth. Who's going to be staying them? Um, you, you look back uh, and, and you, you look at what's going on there. These are the questions that we have. You go onto the cdc.gov website here in America and you look at that and you go, you're finding out there's similar camps that are built here in America. Um, and then you have this coming from China. I reported on this a few days ago. China prepares for possible large-scale COVID-19 outbreak and all kinds of facilities are being built to house thousands upon hundreds of thousands, I'm not exaggerating, hundreds of thousands of people. So why? Why is this happening in Australia? Why is it happening in China? Why does the CDC website here in America, you can go on and fact check me, uh, they're building these places or have built them here in America. So what are these things really for? And they're saying, oh, don't look here, it's really nothing to worry about. We just, all these facilities are for your safety. It causes me to have a lot more questions than anything else when I start looking at, at uh, these, these facilities. They are going to be used. I will not forget this. It was back at the end of 2019 when I was talking to Don Stewart about some of the concerns coming out of China. And here we are almost two years later starting to, hmm, starting to get these same questions and same concerns. What is the direction that all of these things are going to go? So definitely my wheels are turning. All right. So we have all of that, right? There's a little bit more going on here because I personally believe this is what's happening. As we watch this resistance build towards these things, um, these globalists know that they are losing the battle. They're, they're going to lose control if they don't do something. What do you enter into? You enter into the next crisis, the next problem, whatever it may be. And what do we enter into? Earth worship. So consider this. Faith and science towards COP26 meeting, this is a, a climate meeting, uh, at it, brought together Christian leaders, including uh, Justin Welby, Archbishop of Canterbury, then a list other ones in this ecumenical movement, says this, they described, this is faith and science, climate change as a grave threat. This is a quote, the faith leaders who have come here today represent around three quarters of the world's population. Wow, 
three quarters of the world's population faith-centered about climate change, about Mother Earth. So I want you to think of this, okay? Welby, the um, Archbishop of Canterbury, called for, get this, global financial architecture which repents of its past sins, including changes in tax rules to promote green activity. So wait a minute. So last week you probably thought, where now there's going to be this global tax of, I think it's starting at 15%. 136 countries, I believe, now have signed on to this. Uh, so this is corporations, countries, going to be paying 15% tax for this green initiative to bring the world into this place of really, I'm telling you, this is about earth worship. That's what's going on here. What's the purpose of it? This shows you it's earth worship. To re this is the quote from this faith leader. Global financial architecture, hence the taxes, which repents of its past sins. This isn't past sins against the God of heaven. This isn't sins against the Lord Jesus Christ. This isn't sins against someone else. This is repenting of past sins against the trees, against the sky, against the mountains, against the desert, against the oceans. That's what this is. So when somebody says this isn't a religious thing, folks, I'm telling you that this is a religious thing. So these leaders, they've all got one mind. God says, I put it in them to have one mind because I'm bringing about my word. And then you take this because so few people are waking up and understanding what is really going on. You got these camps out there to house people. What are those for? You got this stuff going on with the climate. And then you throw all of the other problems you got. Let me throw this at you, all right? This comes from John. John writes this, great observation. The total failure of what is coming will be saved. It's talking about the economy, the supply chains, food chains, all these different things that are taking place. The total failure will be sudden. The American people are like frogs sitting in water over a fire saying, it's getting hot, but I'm still okay. And then he says this, the water is about to boil. And then he writes this. He points out throughout, he just starts talking about factories and cars and everything and how you have to maintain them. Okay, before the lockdown started in March of 2020, I was driving down the road with my wife and there was this car that was broken down, hubcaps were missing, car was all dented, and it was just barely moving along. And uh, we're behind this car and I looked at that car and I told my wife this, and, I, and just looking at what was coming and listening to the news, listening to reports that were coming out, telling us what they're going to do, watching what they were doing in China, watching what's coming here. I told my wife this. I said, that is going to be our car in a few more years. She didn't understand what I was saying. She was really bugged. What do you mean that's I mean, this car was literally not, it was in terrible condition. And I said, here's, here, here's what I tried to explain to my wife. It's going to get to a point where you're not going to be able to repair your car. Here's a simple observation that John makes. He writes this about maintenance and factories and so forth. We can't get computer chips, can't get certain tools. All kinds of things are not happening because of the supply chains. And the decisions that are made by people at the top, they're only making matters that much worse. So what's happening is this. They're putting off the maintenance for certain things because they know, even as John points out, if you have a car 
and you need to change your oil every so many thousand miles, 3,000 miles, 5,000 miles, whatever it is, change the oil. But the car will run for a long time even if you don't change the oil. So you put off the maintenance, right? You hit 40,000 miles, all of a sudden your car completely breaks, it becomes unrepairable. That's what's happening now. Can't get parts to maintain certain things, but they'll keep on going. So the factories keep on going, the tractors keep on going, the trucks keep on going until they break down. So the maintenance is postponed. That's what's happening all over the globe, literally all over the globe. Power plants will have sudden unexplained failures because they're unmaintained. Refineries will have fires and explosions. Snow plows will break down. Trucks will break down. Local gas stations will start having days with no gas. There will be blackouts of hours or a few days, shortages of, few, uh, of food items. Uh, but things will continue to progress worse. People will say, here it is, and he's right, it's tough, but we're still okay. Things will get back to normal soon. If everybody would just comply, Things will get back to normal soon. Then he writes this, but just as I saw happen with that frog, the water will suddenly boil and it will be too late. Uh, folks, I, I'm concerned about this. Just consider some more things that are happening in the news right now. Kraft Heinz warns shoppers get used to paying more for food. This other article uh, says, it's a disastrous day. All hell breaks loose in China's bond markets. China isn't the only huge Asian economy with a coal shortage right now. Southwest blames their cancellations on worker shortage. Union denies sick out over the mandate. UK ready new law mandating home EV chargers be shut down during peak hours. Let me stop here for a second. James Cadiz and I, we talked about that on Tuesday on his program. Here's the thing with the EV chargers. E EV for your electrical vehicle. Let's say you got a Prius, you got a a Tesla or something like that, you gotta charge it, right? In the UK, they're saying, well, we have an electrical shortage. So guess what? You're only gonna be able to charge your electric car during these hours, and that's coming. And then you look at places like California that are saying, we've always got electrical problems. Then you look at the whole country, and you start looking at the whole world, you look at the electrical grid problem. So they're trying to move us over to say, drive an electric vehicle, and now they're saying, okay, well, you're not going to be able to drive it that much because there's not enough electricity. Folks, I'm absolutely convinced that this is intentional too. They know it's not going to work. They know these electrical grid problems, these electric problems are very real, and they're going to be able to control everything about us. They're going to control our food. They're going to control our energy, whether it's oil or gas or electricity. They're going to control the money. And guess what? They are going to control you. That's their goal. Continues, snow to blanket the UK as rare polar vortex collapse could spell trouble for the power grid. Seattle police may lose 40% of officers over its mandate, which I already talked about. Alaska snow crab harvest cut by 88%. China's military conducts beach landing assault drills across uh, from Taiwan. Mexican cartels seen fighting, uh, firing machine guns into the U.S. above the National Guard recompost. Our economy is starting to break down on every basic level. These are just news headlines. That's what these are. China on verge of stagflationary shock with 30% wholesale inflation. Panic at sea. Over 100,000 sailors are stuck on abandoned cargo ships without pay or food. 
Another article, extreme weather, huge cool down, monster snowstorm, severe weather. I mean, you read these things, you go, you can't make this stuff up. The reason, listen, the reason why I went this way with this update today is my hope is to just that people would wake up. People might get mad at me for bringing this news and saying this is really bad news. Listen, it all points to the good news. When you start to put all of this together and you realize, I'm convinced, things are manipulated and maneuvered. These things are done intentional. I remember the words of, of the Lord from Revelation chapter 17, as I quoted from the beginning. For God has put it into their hearts. That would be the leaders. So he's talking about here. The ten kings, these globalists, God has put it into their hearts to fulfill his purpose to be of one mind and to give their kingdom to the beast until the words of God are fulfilled. This plan is coming about. God is moving us to the end of the story. And this is proving that we can trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. Everything is happening just as the Bible warned us it would. Listen, folks, be encouraged. You might think, well, that wasn't too encouraging. Well, the news isn't encouraging. Uh, look, you look at it, you go, man, that is depressing. But when you take it and you put it into the context of the Bible, you go, man, I get it now. I totally get it. The light goes on and you say, ah, God has a plan. God is in control. God is moving us to the end of the story. The Lord Jesus Christ is going to defeat all of this wickedness. And although these people may have nefarious plans for their new world order, their global system, and there's some real ugliness there, including population control and all of these other things, listen, they may have their plans, but that new world order, it lasts for a very short time, at the longest, seven years. But Jesus is coming back and he is going to establish the new world order that will never end. It will last forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. And that is the new world order that I look forward to, the one that Jesus Christ rules and reigns. He is coming again. Listen, look up and lift up your heads. Put everything that you see into the context of the Bible, and then you'll be encouraged. Till next time, God bless. Thanks for listening and being a part of this week's podcast. Before you go, I'd like to invite you to visit our website, hopeforourtimes.com, and check out the many resources we have to offer. On our website, we have books, DVDs, and daily news articles that will always keep you up to date on the times we're living in. If you'd like to see the video version of this week's podcast, you can find us at Hope For Our Times on YouTube. God bless, and we'll talk to you next time. Thank you.